to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hello, everybody. It's Denise Heidel, and I am back. I'm your host for the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, and I am joined today by one of our Chamber members who's a social media expert, Renee Laughlin. Renee, thank you so much for being with me today. It is great to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. So Renee is with Resolute Social. She's a startup. You started your business, what, last year? In this iteration, yep. Okay, great. So tell us a little bit about Resolute Social. Tell tell the tell the listeners what you do. Well, I get you in front of the people that are looking for you. So I find that small business owners don't have the time or the brain space to deal with their social media on top of everything else they're already doing. And so I take that off their hands and I help them find the really the people that are looking for them. And I do things from making general posts every day to video to email marketing and more. I can help them either strategize a plan that they're going to implement or take over everything for them or any combination in between. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And we are, um, we're in a five week series totally about social media. So um, in this series, we're talking about why social media matters to your business, social media platforms, implementing a strong social media plan, social media policies in the workplace, and of course, healthy social media habit. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. We know, um, you and I have had this conversation before, we know that social media can be pretty intimidating. And we know that, you know, a lot of business owners need help with this. They, they want some guidance there. There's a lot of uncertainty and, you know, in the world of social media, there's a lot of moving parts and it feels like the rules are always changing, you know, what the algorithms are doing, what is trending, what is the best practices. It's always an ever moving um, game, right? It is, but it's not as daunting as the ch- changes in the algorithm are like little tweaks every day. Like, and it can be multiple times. Like, but it's not like all of a sudden now they're no longer accepting such and such. And now you're upon eight ball and you lose out. I think I think trying to find excuses like the algorithm or, oh, my gosh, I just don't know what to do. Instead of just doing something like that's worse. Like it's better to just start to do something and find your voice than it is to do nothing at all and feel like it's a huge obstacle to overcome because it really isn't. You're doing this marketing stuff anytime you talk to anybody and now you're just putting on social media. So we're, we're used to word of mouth advertising and this is the word of mouth. It's just on a platform because like we need that. We discovered during COVID that we really do need to be doing this online digitally. Well, what I like about what you're saying is basically you're giving people permission to not be perfect. 
right you off should, the- Oh my gosh. If you try to be what in your own mind is perfect, first of all, there isn't perfect. But second of all, like that is creating a barrier to entry. That doesn't, like that barrier isn't a thing. In fact, people long for authenticity. And if you're not authentic, and you sound salesy and really polished when you're on social media, people just scroll by. They will swipe past you. They're like, oh my gosh, this person's so fake. And so authenticity, you being really who you are in the space, you have to do that or no one's going to listen to it. And I could not agree more. And honestly, what I love about this conversation is what's going on in your background. It is very authentic, but you have two office assistants who were chiming in, right? (laughs) <laughs> they are the cutest, fuzziest little office assistants and excited by these these distant threats of other dogs in the neighborhood. We're excited here on the sun porch, yeah. It is, it honestly does not phase me one bit. I'm so delighted because it again, it's real. It's real. You Authentic. Know? Yeah. I, I'm I'm sitting here in my living room on my couch right now. So, you know, we're just having a conversation. That's right. that, just a, and that's exactly like that is what you're doing on social media is building relationships, having conversations with people. And I'm I'm sure we'll get more into this later, but as a, as a general practice, we need to stop thinking about numbers as our indicators and about quality instead. Tough part is that there's not an analytics aspect in either Google or in Facebook that measures the quality of your relationship with your customers. You have to determine, okay, so I've got this out of 100 people, these 20 are my core people, and I get most of my sales from them. So I want to talk straight to them. I want to make sure to nurture that relationship more because they like what I'm doing. And I like having them as customers. I like solving problems for them. And so I've got to keep that going because you wouldn't you wouldn't be putting on a play, let's say, and you've got almost a full audience say, wait, 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 I'm going to go out and get some more people first before we start this play, because it's not full. I don't have numbers yet. So I'm not going to do my thing well, and especially not for you all. And that's the opposite of what we need to be thinking. The people who are there in front of you are the ones that you want to be talking to and, and participating with and not be holding out for more numbers as if that's the thing that's going to make you who you are. Right. You know, okay. So All right. I can have a squirrel moment every now and then, but something you said reminds me of a story. And this is a real story. Okay. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be me going down a rabbit trail, but I'll bring up full story. Love it. I'm here for it. (laughs) So, so you're talking about waiting for the numbers. Okay. So years ago, I lived in Cincinnati when I first got married to my husband. And um, at the church that we attended, I was a volunteer wedding coordinator. Okay. Beat me. Don't know why in the world I did it. I don't have a clue. But I remember vividly, there was one night I was working at a wedding and it was just a pouring down rain. It was just a stormy, stormy night. And this church was all white marble. Okay. And so you can imagine how slippery white marble is when it's been raining. (laughs) So, um, but I heard the music queuing up. And so I ran up the stairs to where the bridal party was. I told the bride, um, okay, it's your turn. All right, you guys got to line up. We're ready to have you come down the aisle. And she just looked at me. She said, no, there's not enough people here yet. Tell the musicians to keep playing. Okay, so she delays her wedding because there were not enough people there. So I'm hightailing it as quickly as I can on wet marble and high heels up to the front of the church to where the musicians were playing to say, all right, just 
play a couple more songs. Well, I didn't want to cross over the altar, so I walked back around, went right back down the wet white marble, crossed over the, the vestibule, went back up to where the priest and the best man and the groom were coming out, getting ready to go up to the front. And I said, wait, wait, I've already told the musicians to slow down. The bride doesn't feel like there's enough people here yet. We're delaying it about 10 minutes. Well, the priest had somewhere else to go, so he was fit to be tied. And rah, 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 rah. Um, the best man began calling her a bridezilla. I'm like, y'all, don't shoot the messenger, okay? I've, I've got my message delivered. Just take 10 minutes, then start again. So I'm thinking, okay, good. I didn't break my neck on this wet marble. I can go back to the to the back of the church and get everything set up. Well, one of the guests waved me over as soon as I start heading back to the back of the church. And she said, um, yeah, we just heard your entire conversation. The priest microphone is already on. And I'm like, oh, crap. Wow. <laughs> I go running back to the sacristy. Father George, Father George, turn your microphone off. <laughs> so I, um, I went back to the front. So full circle where I was going with this story. When you're waiting on the numbers, Sometimes you end up looking like a jerk. Yeah. And you delay your success. She delayed her actual being married right. because of numbers. And so you're going right. to delay the success of your business if you're waiting for numbers. You want to cultivate and nurture the people who are there, who are already your fans. Right. And whoever they're talking to, like this is this is the like actual word of mouth. When they're talking to their friends and when they post about you and on your behalf, that's your word of mouth. It's just doing right. it digitally. And right. so those things matter way more. And I bet you're going to see that if you are measuring numbers, it's dollars, right? So you're going to measure right. how much more money you're making when you are doing these quality things. So if you had to aim for something in, in 2023, it would be quality over quantity. And right. the, the conversations, the nurturing, the actually knowing when you see a comment made, you know how you can read it and you know who posted it before you look at their name, like that kind of thing. So aim for building conversations and comments. If somebody is liking your stuff and they enough to make a comment, you want to perpetuate that conversation in the comments. And sometimes it's it's enough to take it to DMs where you can continue a conversation when you know you have some kind of discovery and you decide in the that, hey, I want to have a personal conversation with this person and develop a like a friendship, but in, within the comments, people will see the conversation. And the more often you do that, the better you get at it. And then the more that other people will participate. And so they'll find that now when you post something, people are commenting and engaging and they'll want to, they'll, they'll stay there and they'll look for all those comments or they'll be the one to make the comment because they know it's coming. Right. Very way to do it. Well, and it, it's, it's sort of like that Ted talk, you know, where you're, um, you're nurturing your first followers so that other people have the courage to chime in. And um, I think that that, I mean, that's exactly it. And I mean, I, I agree with you a hundred percent because you, you do want to make sure that the people that support you on the offset, you are taking care of them. And, and it's a, it's a pushback against the automation. So there are some things you can automate, like frequently asked questions. Someone says, what are your hours? Like, don't necessarily have to engage in a conversation about what are your hours because that's a someone has a a need that they need fulfilled right away like they need to know that piece of information a lot of times you put that in the chat and then you'll get hours of operation and so like that kind of stuff is useful and still like 
supports what that client was after. Mm -hmm. But if you happen to answer that personally, you can say, hey, we're open and you give them your hours. We look forward to seeing you. Or uh, was there anything in particular you were shopping for? And you could try to dig a little deeper and that person will engage or they won't, but they're going to know that it mattered to you that they contacted you and then they can count on that in the future. So a lot of things like we're talking about automation and CRMs, the customer resource management and having uh, emails and text blasts, all these things all ready to go as soon as they're triggered. And and it does serve a purpose, but you can't only do that. You have to go the next step and actually engage with a person. Right. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you specifically about today were the various social media platforms. And I know it can um, feel really overwhelming um, all the different options there are out there, you know, like, you know, do I post on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or Twitter, you know, how am I supposed to actually run my business when I've got all these platforms I'm supposed to keep up with? So I, I guess my first question to you really, I know, and I mean, Renee, you and I've had a million conversations. I know you and I could actually spend an entire afternoon just dissecting everything under the sun. Cause first of all, you're fun to talk to. And secondly, um, yeah, we both, we both have opinions. So, but and when we want to help people, we want to help them be the best they can be. So yeah. Right. Exactly. So how can a business choose though, which platforms they should be on? The first question is where are your customers? So you have to understand who your target audience is and that that's fundamental period to marketing. And so if you've, if you've already addressed that in another podcast, then you hear it again here where you have to know who your target customers are, where they are in the sales funnel, and then what are their buying habits? What do they need in order to make the decision to purchase? And so you're looking at, at a mixture of, of, different, if we grab them and call them personas, different personas that you're talking to at different stages. And so if there are 2 billion people on Facebook, I bet your customers are there. I just bet they are. Not all of them, but a good chunk of them. So I'm always going to to suggest Facebook and therefore Instagram. Facebook leads with text, Instagram leads with images. So on Facebook, you're going to see three lines of a message and then hopefully video or moving graphics or some cool thing with you in the picture doing a something that relates to your business. Uh, but it's going to be text in that picture slash video. And then on Instagram, you're going to see the video first and underneath it, people are going to look for the text. Don't just put a video or picture up without text because <clears throat> young people tell me that that's creepy and kind of like a bot. Uh, so we've got meta as a definite place. Like you can't skip that. Then you got to figure out about other places. So we know about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is considered more of a professional platform. And I like LinkedIn for all of our small businesses because it establishes authority and your validity on social media. Because if you do the proper stalking thing, you know, you might've located a business on Facebook or Instagram, you're going to go check them out on LinkedIn. Wow. You're looking for websites and you're looking at LinkedIn to, to see just how serious they are about what they're doing. You know, are they, do they know what they say they know? Or can I count on them? You know, like you're, you're trying to 
to figure out if that's who you want to do business with. So LinkedIn is really important. And on LinkedIn, you can post video. It leads with text, but then you have to have some kind of graphic or picture or something. And again, video is the best way to do this on everything. And so we have LinkedIn. So no matter what, if you're a business owner, you need to put yourself on LinkedIn. And then, then you've got Twitter and you've got TikTok, you've got Pinterest as you, all your main platforms. There are other social media platforms, but this is where you, like if you're going to go to an outside platform from that, you're going to take your audience with you as opposed to finding them there, if that makes sense. So if you have a special interest niche uh, and let's say it's in like video gaming or something, you're going to take them over to discord and you're going to take them somewhere else for your to continue the conversation so we have facebook and instagram for sure with meta and then we have linkedin for business and then twitter twitter and tiktok you've got to decide if you're okay with those platforms because of all the turmoil right now but twitter is probably if you're just a little edgy or snarky or into politics or into expressing your opinion about stuff go to Twitter. Twitter lets you put a limited amount of text and a picture slash graphic slash video on there. And so that's good. And then precisely why I've never liked Twitter. I mean, the writer writer in me cannot deal with that character limit. Just can't deal with it. Well, you know, if you limit yourself, you kind of bring out some creativity and trying to convey your message, but it is not a blog platform. So, and then you've got TikTok, which is all video. And it's a really great way it, it is for people who are 30 and up that is the the largest growing segment on tiktok and tiktok rivals google like they're neck and neck for when people are looking for information about how to something you want a recipe if you want information about how to they are neck and neck for results like people will go to tiktok just as easily as you when you think about something as tiktok famous you it's because people are really looking there for how, well, how do I do this? And you're thinking, well, wouldn't you YouTube that? Yeah, you would. But people are also TikToking it to find that stuff out. Very interesting. So you have a, a prime, like, this is a great chance to get yourself found. So you were talking about algorithms. TikTok and LinkedIn don't have restrictive algorithms like Facebook and Instagram. So this is when your stuff is going to be put in front of people who aren't already following or liking you a lot more where you're going to get a lot of likes. So if you're feeling motivated by numbers, then absolutely get your stuff onto TikTok and LinkedIn because you will, a, a bigger audience is going to, to, to see you suggested for them. So that's a lot of information about those platforms and I can go, deeper about them, but I'm going to say that it is in your best interest to be on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok for sure. Pinterest, if you're like someone who has demonstration kind of videos or you've got explanations about things, something that's really developed or you're super consistent, like people are going to go there for like I know I go there for packaged information about how to uh, like if I want it in pictures, if I want it in like a pamphlet or something. Pinterest tends to be a lot more craft oriented or creating a something oriented. It You can find a lot of memes there, but it is just a different 
different thing. If you want to plan out doing your interior design for your house, you're going to look for a lot of images there and ideas of, of how to shortcut a craft or something. So, yeah, I have to admit, I, I was telling one of the other ladies that um, I interviewed for um, this series uh, when she was talking about Pinterest as social media, I, said, I have to admit, I don't think of Pinterest as social media. That was, that was not something that I really considered as a social media vehicle other than you know yes you post your links and pictures and stuff like that to it but I I just for me I'm I'm repinning I'm never I've never engaged in conversation on Pinterest um yeah that's that's a it's not as in your face the communication part but on on things like well actually you see this on all the platforms there'll be a suggested for you or a for you page which generally is where the app opens not on tiktok tiktok it just goes right into your feed like it's like going into some kind of concert like all of a sudden it's it's on and you have to hit another button to get to the for you but this this stuff is presented to you so if i open up my pinterest i'm going to see a bunch of possibilities of things that i might be interested in and yeah that starts the rabbit <laughs> but it also gives you a good idea of what people are. So in all these, you're looking for trends. What are people doing? And to know whether you should be copying them or like putting your spin on stuff. And that's the place to start. So you have to kind of do a little, little put your brain in research mode as opposed to con consuming what you're seeing and just look at what are they doing? You know, what do am I, what am I seeing over and over? What am I hearing over and over? And can I do what they're doing with that same piece of music or same style, but put my business points in there, put my own question at the top and then point to three pieces of, of wisdom about it. Right. Because you've seen that 15 times, like, well, apparently that's working. So following right. stuff like that. And it's presented to you. So it's not like you have to go hunt for it. So, all right. So we've talked about the different platforms. So the question that I have next is, should a business post the exact same content on all platforms or should it be mixed up? That is a great question. So small business owners don't have time in their life to create a different kind of twist on the same piece of content for different platforms, nor should they. That's, that's not efficient. If you take, I'm always going to suggest video content because video is super duper effective. So let's aim for between six seconds and 15 seconds for video. That video that you make goes as a post on Facebook and on Instagram, and then it goes into reels and stories. So you want your video there, the same video. Then you upload it to TikTok. There isn't any reason you can't just upload it to TikTok. And if it is an informational kind of video where you're like, okay, if somebody watches this on LinkedIn, they're going to get more information in a fun way about my business, then you upload it there too. There isn't any reason to, to change what you're putting on each of these platforms. I mean, really, there isn't any reason. In Over the course of time, you're going to start to get a rhythm and a voice for the way that you convey information or humor or industry info, whatever it is, over time, you find your voice. But if you don't do anything, then nobody's going to know anything. Right. And how are you intending for people to learn about you if you weren't going to use social media? 
Yeah. Well, and you were talking about your voice, which I mean, okay, so a lot of people are, are nervous about their voice. They don't they don't trust their own voice. So the whole idea of organic, off the cuff, real in the moment content would be terrifying for a lot of people. They feel like they need to be perfect and scripted. And me at the beginning of our conversation, you know, I told you how much I appreciated that you gave per people permission to not be perfect. But how do you how do you decide what balance of of scripted canned content versus just organic in the moment content you should post? I'm a retired teacher. I don't do anything without having at least an extemporaneous outline of the points I'm trying to make. You can script that stuff as much as you want, but you don't want to sound like you're reading to people. Like you have to sound like, like you. Well, so I, I, before you do your walk and talk video, you need to know what you're trying to tell people, whether it's five, 15, 60 seconds, however long you're going to make it. You still have to have a point. Well, so if you have, in your mind, at least even an outline of what you're doing. And then you're gonna stitch that stuff together. And you know what? You can re-record. You don't have to, you're not stuck. <laughs> if you go live on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're gonna go live, you can probably be a, a lot less scripted. There's right. a point to you going live, right? But people are there. They will sign on and and listen to you because you are talking, <laughs> and they want it. They want to see and hear you. So you don't have to be. When we say canned, if you start to sound like a commercial, that is the problem. So I make a suggestion to people like if you've got a friend who also has a business, y'all need to go have coffee. You need a little tripod. Take that with you, and for ten minutes, you're going to sort of interview your friend or ask them questions, and they're going to talk to you and answer you. And you're videoing them doing that stuff. And then they're going to do the same for you. And then there is your gold because you sound like you're talking to a person. You look like you're talking to a person. And now no one's going to scroll by because you sound like a commercial, like you're salesy because no one wants that. You know, I mean, I spent over 15 years as a writer and something you just said, you know, resonates with me as a writer because, you know, this is like a little uh, tool in the toolbox of um, a lot of really successful writers is, you know, it's such an isolated activity a lot of times that what they, what a lot of people do is they, they make up a bio, they, de they design their audience. Okay. Who is it? What do they do for a living? How old are they? Do they have kids? Do they buy or rent their house? What kind of car do they drive? Do they have pets in the home? All these demographics and, and details about this person. And some people even just cut a picture of somebody out of the magazine and you paste it on the wall. That's who you write to. That's your persona. That's who you're talking to on social media. Yeah, that's wow. exactly it. The, there isn't a lot of difference between your description of your work writing and what we're doing on social media. We're telling stories. Right. And we're telling them to someone specifically, because if you're trying to say, oh, well, I sell to everybody. No, you don't. I, I guarantee you, you don't. Not everybody is is identifying with you enough to want to buy your stuff. So you do need to talk to the people who are looking for you. Right. And you can go deep into a description about who they are. You don't necessarily like in a lot of industries, either the the funnel's going to look the same, the stages, like the way the behavior is in each stage is going to be the same, no matter who you're talking to, or your, and I've lost my, my train of thought here. Um, 
you could go as deep as you want to, but you don't necessarily have to go too, too deep to develop a persona. And there are a bunch of social media tools. I've got a link to it in my, in a presentation that I have where it takes you to HubSpot and it does that. So you've got like a card and you've got each of these different demographic type things that you're trying to fill out just so you can top of mind, like pretty quickly shift gears to talk to that person where they are. Mm-hmm. And that'll lead me to ask you about AI, if you've gone into that yet or not, if you've utilized chat GPT or anything. Um, you lost me. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right. Okay. So part of taking away the barrier to entry to social media and to get people to just do something. It, well, why don't we make it? It's the brainstorming process. And for me, for for a very long time, I've written all this stuff for myself. I've created these posts. Well, now I've taken that burden away by using chat GPT. That is, uh, if you type that into your search engine and you go to it, you can try it out. And it works like this. And what is it it's called? It's called chat GPT, just all one word. And it is an artificial intelligence text generating program. So if you don't have a person to brainstorm with, because you're talking about it being isolated, you don't have that brainstorm or team or whoever it is that you work with for that, then this is exactly what you want to do. So you can give it very specific parameters, like uh, pick one of your personas that you're talking to and say, give me 10 social media posts <clears throat> for uh, someone in construction who's looking for a used truck. And it's going to generate 10 social media posts. You can go further and say what stage they're in in the funnel too. But you're you're going to get 10 very targeted social media posts generated right then. And now you can tweak them to make them sound like you. You can also use them to outline how you're going to do your graphics and or video for that post. Mm-hmm. And without and that took like less than a minute to generate that stuff. And so you end up with a really good idea of what you should be saying to whom for what you want them to do. Really great. So AI, that's just chat GPT and it's free right now because it's a research stage in that, in that program. They're trying to see what are people looking for? How are they looking for it? How can we tweak it to make it even more effective? You can use that for blog posts. You can do it for outlines. You can do it for a conference, how to, to, to outline the, the different sessions in our conference, I mean, every, anything you want. It gives you a really good idea of what you could be saying. And of course, if you're smart enough, don't just take it because they gave it to you. Like do something that makes it sound like you. Change a little bit, make sure you add your hashtags and make it sound, sound more like you. But it's a really good starting place for ideas about what to put on social media. Wow, my brain is like spinning right now. I know. And there, there's paid stuff. So you remember when people started to put their their art, they would take their picture and they would put it through the AI and it would make art out of it. Jasper does that. Jasper AI uh, is a paid service and it will do words and art. Huh. So you just have to decide if that's, if that fits with how you view the world, if you right. want that, but it's a really good starting place because it's easier to say, I don't want to use such and such than it is to create what you do want to use. So if you're starting with, okay, like if you edit something, it's way easier to do that than it is to create the text in the first place. Right. Well, one of the things that you've said, um, I mean, the whole AI thing, I mean, like I said, my head's about to explode from that one, but 
one of the other things that you've talked a lot about talking to your audience and even with this AI stuff that you're talking about, tweaking it so that it sounds like you, again, talking to your audience. And I think that word too is a very, very powerful two-letter word too, instead of opposed to the equally powerful word, two letters, at. So we're talking to our audience versus talking at our audience. Right. So you want to discuss that with social media? Yeah, that's that building relationships thing. That that's it right there. In in essence, it's a preposition, right? right. <laughs> so the the idea of of building a quality connection with the people who are looking for you is way stronger than trying to get numbers, because the we know this from being in any organization in our entire lives. If you're there are 100 people there, you have a core group of 20 who do all the work. And the same thing for your followers. You've got if you had a thousand followers, then you might you might be lucky enough to have 200 who really are, are paying attention to what you're doing and looking forward to the next thing. Otherwise, it's a bunch of numbers. And, and a lot of times those numbers dilute what you're trying to do. You don't want waiting for numbers is not the thing or saying, oh, I've got to make a viral video. Well, no, you don't. No, you need to make a video that the that core group wants to see and that they comment on. Well, and then I know. If, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. You don't make a viral video. Viral videos happen. If you're trying to make a video viral, you're going to fail every time. Right. That's the way I view it anyway. Well, right. Like if your effort is to make a viral video, then you miss the entire point of doing business in the first place, which is to help people by solving a problem for them. So you've got the means for that and you want to make sure that they find out about it. And though you you don't have to be like boring and dry in a video, but, and you don't have to try to be a comedian if you're not. I, I'm in the like nerdy space. And so that works really well for me. It's kind of a little goofy, nerdy. And then, then that makes it funny because I look like I'm serious, but then I'm just like a little, a little goofy. So uh, there's background. Here. There you go. So, <laughs> so you want to build a relationship with the people who are, are interacting with you. And so here's, this goes along with organic reach as well. So you've got, let's say you've posted something on your business page and a friend of, somebody who's following you, the friend, follower, someone who's liked it, they make a comment. Well, you want to engage in a conversation with them and keep that going because people are going to see that you did that and they're going to go, oh, they're really there. <laughs> like it's, it's not just a, a bot that's responding back. It's a person who's interacting. And so that's going to go a long way into creating the authentic, like furthering the authenticity of, of you. And so then they might chime in in the conversation as well, or they make a comment and then you chime in with them and then it keeps going. And you can even take that offline into your, to the DMs to perpetuate or build the relationship or friendship there. Organic reach. So we've got that. And if you're, if you're doing it right, there's a little stalking involved. So if you've got this person who commented on your post for your business, but they haven't liked or followed you, then Meta, for example, will, will show you that those people could be invited. And so you invite them to, to like and, or follow your page and then go to their personal page and find out what they're about. Cause you might go, Oh my gosh, you're totally in alignment with me. They would be my friend if I met them out. You know, if I were at the chamber meeting, I would totally want a conversation with this person. So you can friend them and you can try to make it bigger. And so little by little, you're kind of spreading out like roots and you, your organic reach is bigger. You can also do that through groups. 
like you show up in groups, someone posts something, and then you as your business make a comment with some piece of valuable information. And then that keeps a conversation going. And now they're going to do the same stalking to you. And that's going to increase your reach. And so organically, you're, you're going to have to spend a little bit of time each day. Like I would designate a half hour to research and organic growth like that, where you're looking at the trends, you're looking at the for you page, you're looking at what your business feed has, you're participating in the groups, you're making comments, you're continuing conversations. And that's going to build your reach like that without having to make an ad. An ad has a different purpose. <laughs> right. And so does boosting posts. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew that you would be a wealth of information when I asked you to do this, but I, I've got to be honest. I'm just like, how you how you keep um, all this organized in your head. I mean, again, I know you've got the teacher background and you do the outline, but, you know, this is just point in case. I just know you're so good at your job. So thank you for sharing all of this. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot. And I mean, the great thing is, is that while we, um, we can be easily intimidated by social media, you know, you've, you've, you've broken it down in a way that it, it feels like, okay, but I can be real. And the thing is, is that nobody's expecting perfection. And it really is an extension of the relationship component it's just a different style of relationship right and if we put our brains back in COVID times when we weren't going out people were like "Uh oh <laughs> how am I going to to meet people how are they going to know about my business and this is this is how you do it and so carrying over those best practices from that time we absolutely want to be on social media well and absolutely. I I mean, I would have said we absolutely need to be on social media from a business perspective pre-COVID, but I will say COVID did give business owners the opportunity to be creative in new ways. Right. And I I think that it's wonderful that we've continued to embrace that creative um, solution mindset even well past um, our COVID days. So. Um, Renee, I appreciate you so much. Why don't you go ahead and share your contact information? If anybody's got any questions, they can reach out to you. Sure. If you wanted to just go to my website to find out more and to link to me, then resolutesocial.com. You can email me at ReneeLoughland at gmail.com. And that's R-E-N-E-L-O-F-L-A-N-D. And otherwise you can find me absolutely on, on the various platforms because I'm definitely there. And like for my business page on Facebook, if you're looking for like the most current information. And then I offer a free 30 minute consultation and I have a Calendly link that you can find on my social media page and also on my website. And I'll take a look at, at what you're doing with your website and with your social media and help you figure out like what you could do to maximize and optimize your efforts. Thank you so much, Renee. This is great. And I appreciate the time you've spent with me today and sharing your expertise with the Lewis. Yes, my pleasure of commerce. So, um, and that is a wrap for this edition of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Uh, so until next time, make sure you are subscribed, make sure you're sharing us on social media, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We've been talking about it uh, the entire episode. So um, until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. 
I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, lewisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.